Welcome back, everybody, to Joy Guest, video game movie podcast. I'm Russ. He, of course, is Steve. And we smell a rat in episode 293 today, October 20th, 2022. We're going to be skittering right into our topic of the day, which is... A Plague Tale Requiem Impressions. Requiem or Ratwiam? Ooh. Definitely not Ratatouille. Ah. But, uh... Be sure... To ignite that subscribe button and uh, use a slingshot on that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week each week. Steve, it's so good to be able to see you return once more back to the ah. studio. Healthier than I was before, right? That's good. <laughs> Apparently, all the green stuff you were coughing up is now on your shirt. This used to be a white T-shirt. Do you know what this is? I believe I do. That is the uh, Bilbo Baggins yes. door from the Shire. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. And the trees look a little uh, folly. A little, uh, not so blossomy, bloomy. A little hint of the old Halloween ah, spirit, as it were. That's right. Mm, yes. Halloween and the Shire. Yes, indeed. We're going to have to, at some point, be able to properly hear your uh, impressions of Overwatch ah. 2. But that is not going to happen this time. Mm. No, no. Mm. So this particular game... Plague Tale Requiem, yes, <clears throat> was was dropped earlier this week, mm. and um, this was a game that I think it captured both of our attention when we saw it at the Naughty Three, but E Three. Remember that, Steve? <laughs> the Naughty E Three, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the first one of these captured my attention. Captioned, captured, captioned, <laughs> closed captioned, closed <laughs> captioned his attention, folks. <laughs> Um, but I remember looking at it going, man, that looks dark. It's kind of cool though. Yeah. And then I got busy playing other stuff mm-hmm. and this one came out and then I thought, oh, it's on game pass. Sweet. I'll pay 15 bucks. Did Try you, it out. Did you play the first one? No. Okay. Just watched it. Just watched like video and stuff like demos and. I didn't even know there was a first game until I spoke with Nick, and Nick actually was telling ah. me about that. So I had no idea. I thought this was kind of the, the OG mm. game, but apparently it is not. It's not. And I guess the first game came out with the previous gen hardware? Uh-huh. Oh. I'd say so. So what did you learn just from the videos that you saw? Um. So, I mean, there. if I... Trying to reach way back here, Russ. Uh-huh. So there's still two characters in it. I guess it was the girl, the older girl, like the older sister and the younger kid. And the younger kid has the ability to kind of just like mind control the rats from what it looked like to me. She was still in danger. And he it's not like he could just like tell them to do exactly what he wanted to do, yeah. to do but like he could kind of just sway them to go different ways. Uh, so they still had to carry that torch with them and jump to different places of light so that they wouldn't get 
eating my rats. Yes. Um, but like you can use the rats as a weapon and uh-huh. of sorts. So, um, and, and if I remember correctly, it was like it was still in these old and like long time ago times, right? And these people weren't aware of like the the, the plague of rats, and so I think they would see some of the rats and be like, "Yeah, whatever." And then all of a sudden, like ten thousand rats would come out of nowhere and then just engulf, you know, <laughs> whatever guy, and um, snuff his flame. Yes. So, and I think they reference, uh, even in the beginning of the game where they're like, oh yeah, the, you know, the younger kid, what's his name? Uh, Hugo. Hugo. Yeah. He's like, he, it's a known thing. Like he has this disease or plague or something this like, gift, you know, yet. he's gift curse. It's my wagers. Yeah. Um, and then, like later in the game, they're like, oh, they're, the rats are back again. Like this is, you know, it's a continuation of yeah. the first one. Into the Sunday. Hmm. Were the graphics um, impressive in the first title as well? I thought so. Um, you know, I think it was. <laughs> honestly, I mean, yeah, I, I thought I think they were impressive uh, from the first go around, but um, it wasn't anything more than just graphics. I didn't know what was what was happening. It sure, wasn't, there wasn't enough there to, for me to kind of go investigative. What's the story? Yeah. What are we doing here? What's my weapon? Like, you know. It just looked like it was a game of kind of escape and you can kind of control rats as you do it, which I don't know. That's probably why I didn't really look into it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I have never seen the first game at all. Ah. It's difficult to... Uh, it's just called A Plague's Tale. Yeah. A Plague's Tale. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense since this one is called A Plague Tale Requiem. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how many uh, hours have you put into this game? I would say probably close to four. Four hours. Four hours. I haven't gotten that far yet, though, Russ. I'm kind of dying a bunch. Dying a bunch, eh? Yeah. Not too good at the old evasive action? Nah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like to go straight for the enemy. I don't really want to hide. You know, a slingshot might be all I have, and they might have axes and torches and pitchforks and whatnot. Nope. Bring it. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I was down at the creek. I got a whole big pouch full of these rocks, <laughs> pebbles. Um, They're all smoother than a baby's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Glide through the air better that way. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm not an expert at just hiding and <laughs> skittering around under tables and through like, the the reeds that are blowing in the wind and everything that seems to be like a common thing nowadays. Like you know, you just gotta hide in the bushes. Hey, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, was one of those games that really popularized the hiding in the bush, yeah. as it were. That is funny though, because you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, so you don't really understand how that, that whole concept of survival well i mean i guess assassin's creed you were hiding in a lot of the yeah you had a little bit of that a little bit of here and there but like yeah it did remind me of of uh horizon forbidden west the dawn of the forbidden west because like you know i mean it's like literally the same plants are there in that game that are in this game i mean it really looks like they just transplant on roop, roop, and down roop. Yeah, put a little dirt around there. Here we go. Let's go with it. It's not exactly the same. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're tall bushes, but. 
Yeah. <laughs> As someone who's playing it. Um, so how far are you in it? How far am I? Uh, that's a good question, Steve. Uh, yeah. I have put in... Hmm. I don't know, maybe just a little bit more. I would say probably about six hours. Ooh. And a good way to give you kind of an idea. So I have encountered the rats. Have you encountered the rats yet? Yes. So where I'm at is um, like I've just learned how to like make a little sulfur right. ignite bomb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you and I are more or less in the same spot. I've gotten just a little bit past that part in particular, uh, did you, have you gotten yourself out of that rat situation yet? I'm uh, not. So I'm, so the boy is still, I haven't gone back to the boy yet. Right. If that makes sense. So I'm still trying to find the, this, um, alchemist of the order. Yes. I have not found him yet. Uh-huh. So, um, basically, uh, I found myself in the rat situation where they're just a bunch of glowy eyes everywhere. Just, yeah. And I'm trying to run away. I'm trying to like grab, you know, sticks, light them on fire. So yeah. I have some light around me, torches, lighting a little braziers. Yep. And, um, but, so, but, but you haven't gotten yourself out of that situation yet. No. You're, you're still in the midst of yeah. trying to. I'm at the elevator part. Gotcha. Like there's like yeah. a lift or something. Yeah. That I'm, that, that's precisely where I'm at. Okay. So yeah, you're, I'm barely ahead of you. Um, we're, we're basically more or less in the, the same mono e mono. Yes. Yes, indeed. I do want to talk about the graphics though, because that was one of the things that I, for one immediately, I remember I had installed the game before Mm -hmm. you had, and you were on the phone with me. And so we were talking as I was making sure the game actually was playable because for some reason it was like, you couldn't Uh, get, yeah, no. It was like, you were getting it, and I was like, yeah, pre-order it. I'm like, how can he do it? And I can't. <laughs> well, it wasn't even pre-order. It was like, you can, like, for me on my screen, it said you can, it's available now. You can buy it. It wasn't even a pre-order. Um, for me, it was a pre-order. Like, I couldn't even buy it. Like, even if I went to go, yeah, I don't want to use Game Pass, you're 60 bucks, couldn't do it. They must have been, like, slowly, like, flipping the switches on the <laughs> server. Like, okay, now these people can get it. And now this guy these down people. the street. You know what's really yeah. funny? It's like Bob, like, had to go to the bathroom real quick, so he only had like certain amount of the switches flipped and so some people had access others didn't <laughs> he comes back oh, oh. <laughs> went to the bathroom and made a phone call yeah, yeah I'll be there later <laughs> he starts flipping switches goes, <gasps> I forgot to wash my hands he runs away again <laughs> yeah, so like right. another like small group gets access yes I, I was actually a little confused because I didn't know if this particular title was going to be available on game pass or right. if it was a standalone game what was presented to me was that it was not on game pass. Is that for you? It's on game pass for me. Did you get it through game pass? I got it through game pass. Well, that's just frustrating because it's like, I, the only way I saw it, like (laughs) it came up. So I spent the 60 bucks on Uh, the game man. and I even saw like, you know, in the lower right hand corner, they'll have a little, little promotions and it was talking about different types of game pass deals. It even had the, uh, Plague Tale Requiem box art as one of the box arts on there. So I'm like, oh, okay. I click on it. I go in. It's not there. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on. And I, I've been waiting to play this game ever since I saw the video. I'm like, man, this game looks legit. looks cool. And that was our topic of the day for this week. So I'm like, okay, well, I 
maybe it's a licensing thing. Maybe like it'll eventually become available on Game Pass after it goes through its little con- contractual obligation. Who knows? But it sounds like I just got swindled out of 60 bucks <laughs> I didn't have to pay because I already have Game Pass. That's funny. You know, when I was, uh, so I hadn't not been you know, playing anything on Game Pass for a while. So I just like suspended this my subscription. No right. I'm paying all this money for games I'm not playing. And so then, so, but I, even my Xbox Live, I'm like, you know, we're not playing Overwatch. We're not playing this. We're not playing that. I'm playing a lot of Elden Ring, streaming Elden Ring, you know, so there's not really reason, reason for me to keep on paying at this moment or yeah. for the last few months, even uh, Xbox Live. Yeah. And so Overwatch 2 came out. I got Xbox Live, of course, reactivated the account. And then this, I had, I had to reactivate um, my Game Pass. Yeah. And so then when I clicked on the thing, to, to activate it, it goes, oh, get ultimate. That's the only way you can play this game is get ultimate. I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? I, I just had Game Pass before. Like, what's ultimate? Like, well, you get this and this and that, and you get Xbox Live. I'm like, I already have Xbox Live. Gosh, man. And so, and so it didn't give me the option just to do Game Pass alone. And so I had to do is go back into my settings, into my subscriptions, and then reactivate the account where I just had. And it's not like it saved me a bunch of money. It was like <sighs> five bucks. But it's like, you only give me that option to get, to get you know, <laughs> Game Pass of Ultimate, which if, you know, if Xbox Live is offered with that, yeah. and I'm already paying for Xbox Live, then I'm just giving you five free bucks. Okay, so Microsoft, listen up. In my situation, what needs to happen with the Xbox dashboard user experience is there should be a way for the system to be able to like tell whether or not a title that I or any other player <laughs> is attempting to purchase is available on Game Pass, which I'm already paying for. There should be an easy dialogue box that comes up and says, hey, FYI, this is available on Game Pass. Would you like to opt in to get it on Game Pass instead of buying you know, or paying $60 for this game? Yes or no. And then give me, as the customer, the, the choice, the opportunity to be able to make that, that purchase power decision. But don't do this like sleazy thing in the background where it's like, oh, well, you know, obviously we know that this person has Game Pass and we're just going to, you know, due to the fact that we've got some kind of buggy server situation, who knows? You know, we're, we're <laughs> it's not like it has that before. Yeah. Well, I mean, my thing is, it's like, so now like, how, you know, I probably can't get that $60 back. Sure. You can get it credited back. I think, I think if you call in to their customer support. Oh, good. Like I have all that time in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you need to call this number. They're going to put you on hold yeah. for two hours and then you get to talk to somebody else and then they'll probably inevitably drop the call. So you have to call back again <laughs> and you'll probably be need, like, greeted by some automated robot, stupid <laughs> chat bot thing. And you're trying to get to a real, no. It's like you are a multi-billion dollar company. Fix it. <laughs> this is something that like is, and, and here's the deal. The game pass is not brand new. It's been yeah. around for years. Like yeah. this is something that like should have been fixed yeah. already. <clears throat> so anyway, get that, some money on there. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I can't hear you. Oh, I'm losing the call. Oh. Yeah. Like, I totally know what that guy was doing. He, yeah. like, he purposefully ended the call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call back and talk to somebody else. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's 60 bucks, whatever. But at the same time, I'm just like, there's a better way. That there's, yeah. Like, like this should not be an issue in this day and age. Mm. So please, 
respectfully, would you kindly add in an additional feature like that to your Xbox dashboard UI? There will be so many gamers that will thank you for that. And guess what? It will maintain customer loyalty. They won't feel shafted like that all the time. Mm. Back to the game in hand. We were talking about graphics. Yes. So the graphics in A Plague Tale <clears throat> Requiem are, I, I mean, I think they're beautiful. Um, I remember when I was getting the game started up just to make sure that it was it was working fine and you were still installing the title and you're presented with kind of the the initial scenery, right? right. And and um, it's they, they cleverly have like kind of a tutorial that's baked into like where you start out and, and you, the both the, the sister and the brother are there. And um, immediately I was hit with how realistic yeah. the environment looked. I mean, like, like you're, I'm looking around and it's not a stylized environment. This is something that, I mean, it looks photo real. And especially like when you're moving and you're just kind of looking around and, and, and doing, you know, just a, your typical like, you know, movement gameplay. I mean, it looks almost like you're watching a video like like it's it's getting to that weird uncanny valley not necessarily for the characters quite as much but definitely in the environments although i gotta say even with the characters too like like you know you're controlling the sister and and she's walking along and i, I find myself just rotating the camera and, and looking at her face and looking at her clothing and the textures and stuff and i'm just like this looks really good. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with, with what I've seen so far. Yeah. I think this is probably the first game where, um, when you're adjusting the HDR settings, how really you can tell a difference by one notch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before they're like, okay, you know, here's a logo, adjust the brightness so you can barely see the logo or whatever. And yeah. you can kind of like, eh, it kind of works. It kind of doesn't. And so I started, the, you know, I have that one picture that they have and you put the thing right in the middle. Yeah. And then I think, okay, I'll start there, whatever. And then I kind of went, oh, it's a little bit too bright, honestly. And I know there's some like shadows behind these rocks. And so I would stop or pause and go to the settings and I go one click down and then I could actually see like the more clicks I would do, it would have a huge effect yeah. in the HDR in the game. And so I'm down like three clicks and there's a lot more shadow and depth to, to like, Everything. Oh, really? Like you, I got um, you. You get to that city. You escape. You stuff happens, and you get to the city, and 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 there, there's brick. You know that that's mm -hmm. the the buildings are built with, and you get really close to the brick, and you can see like little pits in the stone. Yeah, and like. And, and just a tad bit of shadow because the light is not filling in that that just that that gap of the pit, right? And um, it's not just a flat brick with some texture. It looks like, yeah, like uh, you know, it not perfect as if it, it looks like it actually has real geo exactly with all of the <laughs> boulders that are there. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally get you. And especially when it comes to the 4K HDR experience, when you tweak it like what you're describing, yeah, it, it definitely makes a a substantial difference. Yeah. And yeah, like for me, like I was definitely pleased with looking at, um, not only like the foliage and trees and like the, the little babbling brook that you were at and where they were teaching you how to use the slingshot. And <clears throat> I, I mean, the, just the, like what you were talking about, like the, the kind of the, I don't know if it's a city or if it's a town, but basically like the first kind of like bustling area that you come across, 
I mean, it, it was absolutely beautiful. I loved all the rich colors and the lighting in there and the people just carrying on doing their thing. I found myself being very immersed into this world, which I always appreciate that. I love it when all of a sudden I catch myself being immersed. I'm like, man, I'm like into this. This right. is cool. So definitely really enjoyed that. Even the the weird spot that like, I don't know if that was a dream or I, I think it wasn't. I think it was actually like it actually did. A, I think they did this little tease to the player where like, you know, you're, there's this, this moment at the very beginning of the game where like you're having to kind of, it's like your first survival scenario and there's like a bunch of beehives that got burned out or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, you make your way through that, you survive that. And then all of a sudden you, as the kid, it shows the kid waking up being in the back of a horse drawn wagon or whatever. And we're led to believe that, Oh, the, that whole sequence was, was a dream. And then you come to find out, no, actually it wasn't a dream that did happen. So it was like this kind of fun play on, on just what we are supposed to interpret as true or real. <clears throat> Uh, which I thought, I, I, you know, that, that was a fun little little moment. But, you know, even in that moment where um, they had the dialogue exchange within the, the horse-drawn carriage, you know, you had the ability to be able to kind of swing the camera to a certain extent, to be able to kind of almost play some photographer as the dialogue was going. Everywhere I looked, I mean, you looked at like the, I think it was a sunset, um, or you looked at the hillside or whatever. I'm just like, man, this is, this is a stunning looking game. Yeah, <clears throat> no, it really is. Um, all the, uh, yeah, I'm going back and forth because like the characters look very good themselves, but I'm, uh, but they really did a number on the, the entire environment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I go back to that city. Maybe it's because where I left off, and it's just fresh in my memory. But um, they did a good job though with the city. Yeah, I mean, and I'm streaming it too, and I'm thinking like I don't want to the viewer to get bored because I'm like looking around at the walls and like, <laughs> you know, I'm not continuing the story, but like there, you could see vines and stuff hanging down yeah. and like, there's no blurry anything whatsoever. And all the colors are, are rich, um, man. And then when you're kind of making your way through, um, like that tower, um, and the lights bleeding through. Yeah. And, um, then they make this, kind of a misty look, but it looks like it's just like stank is what it is. Yeah. Like on these rotting bodies and flies and stuff. Uh, I thought to myself, like, I can't get the fly sound out of my head if I keep playing this. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to be the guy trying to swat invisible flies around the house because I hear them constantly. Even the, that scene that you're describing where like you're going through this clearly uh, uh, afflicted Oh, area afflicted, yes. Um, I was very struck by you know you you see <clears throat> pools of blood that just I mean the the pools themselves look really good and you're you know you're making your way through these narrow corridors and that sort of thing and, and I'm just kind of like rotating the camera around and it's you know the, those pools are picking up like little specular highlights and stuff I'm just thinking man this is once again there's like a realistic quality that honestly what I thought about was rise uh son of rome i think it was the the entire name of the game but it was that very first xbox one mm -hmm. title uh from 2013 that was designed as a graphical tour de force and and it took place in rome and you were this this uh you know tro roman trojan or you know sure i yeah. can't remember exactly what what uh his class was but the point is is that um 
that game, like I remember playing through it and even to this day, I still pop it up. I'm like, man, this game is so beautiful. Like, like Crytek did such a fantastic job making the graphics just sing in that title. And not only that, but like, there's also a similarity in the sense that if you recall, the, the game was kind of on rails. Like it didn't necessarily let you just free roam. And there's a reason for that is because they wanted to make everything look as freaking good as right. possible. And I think that's the same situation with a plague tale Requiem is that they, you know, eh, there's a little bit, you know, a little, little, uh, sensation of maybe like having forks in the road, but there are very few and far between. It's mostly just, just this linear on the rails progression. And that's okay. I mean, like th there are games that are like that. That's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about like getting the, the five-star graphic treatment. Sure. Know? Yeah. Well, I think especially too, since um, we, we've had this time of uh, chip shortages and when systems are still hard to come by and these developers are having to, to make, or I guess downgrade in a way the game so that it plays both on the current gen and next gen. So we don't get a full next gen experience. And mm -hmm. I think this one, I could be wrong, but I think it's just available on the next generation. And so I, I think that's why we're getting such like, what we feel is the first class treatment yeah. in a way for graphics. Yeah. And the sound too, pivoting off of graphics and going to sound. Like I, I'm really loving all of um, like, like you were talking about, you know, you put, you put your headset on and you can really appreciate the ambient noises that you hear, depending on which environment you're in. The music itself goes from being peaceful and really charming to really creepy and unsettling. Right. And um, so <laughs> I, I really found myself like uh, for what I, you know, what, I, what I'm experiencing so far, I'm really enjoying it and the voice acting too. You know, like I don't find myself rolling my eyes or getting bored with the dialogue. You know, I, it doesn't matter who's speaking. It could even be the, the bad guys. Right. But I find myself really appreciating how the audio was not a, a second thought or afterthought. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, with the dialogue, um, and you're a person that doesn't have a sword and, you know, a shield and right. magic and all this stuff. There is a big <laughs> sense of like being threatened. It, yeah. Um, and the enemies are just like bandits and thugs. And you're like, I don't have anything to protect myself. And I got a kid, you know, a little kid, my little brother here to watch out for who can't defend himself. Yeah. And so um, it, I, I really do feel like... A, a you feel vulnerable. Vulnerability, suspense, yeah. uh, even with just like the simple things. Um, and and that, that's different. It's really different. It's one thing where you're like, okay... I'm new and like my level's low, but at least I gotta like, you know, defend myself, you know, sort of thing. And then it's something else where you're like, I'm just like, you know, a teenage girl and I have, I have my slingshot. That's all I have. Um, I just realized that man. like, you know, he's been playing tons and tons of Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm like, it's, it, yeah, it, it suddenly makes sense to me. Like why you said earlier, like, I'm not too good at the evasion thing. You know, I stand up there and you know, I try and take them all on. I'm like, well, yeah, that's why oh, man from software has got you primed and ready. You're like, Even if you just had a little slingshot, you're like, you want a beast? Come on. Right between the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. That's really funny. The, um, the, one, one of the things I thought was interesting with regards to 
the gameplay itself. So you, you've started to talk a little bit about this. I, for one, also really like the idea of, of this sense of vulnerability that like you're the amount of options that at least when you start the game out are pretty limiting. And I, I don't know if, if that changes as you go on, <laughs> but I did notice, and I'm sure you saw the screen as well. There comes a point where you, I can't remember. I don't even remember what I did, but um, you reach a, a kind of a, a checkpoint, if you will. And there's a screen that comes up that basically lets you know, hey, the game is designed in such a way that it will, um, it has these progress bars that, that it automatically will drop experience into based on your play style. Did you see this screen? Yeah, I did. Okay. So what's really nice about that, I, I really dig it, is that like there's one that like basically says, you know, like, like, you know, the more evasive action you take, you start to have your bar fill up there. If you're more confrontational and you want to fight, there's a bar for that. And then the third one was like alchemy or something. Like that. So I guess later on down the road, you can actually concoct different stuff. So again, I think it's taking something that is pretty standard in terms of, of what video games can um, include and in, and now, but instead of like giving it to the player to like, oh, I think you know, I'll I'll apply this level up ability point or skill point or whatever. I'll put it here. I think it's cool how the game is re- is I don't know if reward is the right word, but basically like it like there's an action reaction of like you know, however you're behaving at any, any given point in time, the the game will then reward you within that that bucket or department so to speak (laughs) yeah you know i was thinking back to the beginning again back to the dialogue yeah and there's that scene where kind of after that dream that the boy has um where he's following that looks like a phoenix honestly i don't know what kind of bird that was but anyway so uh, he's in the back of the of that horse-drawn trailer horse-drawn carriage thing and um, they get to a road checkpoint, mm-hmm. and um, and they're like, "What we're looking for?" And, then, and at this point, there's not really any danger. It's just like, "Hey, we're just looking for a girl and a boy. You know, they hurt my my kid or the, my son. Da, 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 da. This is what happened." And they're not really threatening anybody at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girl realizes that it's her, of course, and her little brother, and she's looking at her mom stressed and it's weird how like a video game can uh, can now have this expression on a face the eyes the tenseness in the mouth and she's looking around going mom go mom just go just go and it, it, it sounded good yeah like, it, it did i really felt it like man this is about it's about to go down yeah. like right now either she's gonna plow through these guys or they're gonna discover you know the the kid and certain enough they did and they're throwing their their torches in the field or you're trying I mean it was nuts like it was intense it was it, it's a very experiential style game and I too really appreciate the developer's ability to be able to ratchet up or ratchet down very quickly yeah I might add. Um, the sense of calm versus tension. And I mean, like you know, what you were talking about with regards to how we had just gotten through surviving whatever kind of like, you know, uh, I don't know what that was about, but that, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> but like 
like I, I, even when when it first begins, I mean, you witness a murder right in front of your eyes, and it's it's not even like like a gunshot. You know, gunshot's bad enough, but like this guy like takes, takes an axe to the head, and then oh. that guy like, tried to pull the axe out, and you see the guy's head kind of stick up, and then like. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, dude. no, it, it got it got it real nuts. very quickly. I was like, <laughs> "That is horrible." Yeah, and so then you, so you know, it, 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 again, well, even backing up further, like so, so you're you're playing along this babbling brook. You run across this other kid. Oh, hey, let's play along. You know, and you're just you're enjoying the moment. You're having fun. I thought that was a really cool tutorial. Also, it was. Yeah. It was. It was very well thought out. Yeah. And like you know, you, you you're you're playing along, doing whatever, and then it goes from that to then axe to the head. And you're like, oh my goodness, what yeah. did we just stumble our into? And <laughs> they're like, I want to go home. Like, I yeah, <laughs> want to be here exactly. <laughs> And so then you go from that to then the wagon sequence that we were just discussing about like how, you know, your heart is in your throat prior to that. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, okay. Now it's beautiful again. And right. it's, it's calm and then we're worth a family. And, you know, uh, I find myself just, just drinking in the beautiful vista and how calm it is and everything else. And then it ratchets up really fast again to your point about how all of a sudden they get stopped and it's like, whoa, okay, now we're back in the thick of it again, which is interesting because I don't know if my initial reaction would have necessarily been a positive one towards something like that because it's so abrupt in terms of going up or down with that. Like, like they, they're again, we have not beaten the game. We're not very far in the game yet, but I'm curious to know, like, is that how it's just going to be throughout the game? Or are they going to throw some other types of curveballs where maybe it, it kind of slowly kind of lets you down, or maybe it, there's like some slow rising action, you know, and arguably even when you're in the town and you're kind of searching, you, you start your search for this person who can help your brother. There is, I would, I would say, um, kind of a slower rising action of tension that's going on where you can't quite find them. People are telling you, Oh, look down there, whatever. And then you find yourself in the slums and you're like, Oh, this is not a part of town that like I was expecting to see. Like, you think he's down here? Yeah. Well, I guess we should look or whatever. And so, you know, and it doesn't look terrible, but it's definitely like a few steps down from like the initial part of the city that you're like, wow, this is gorgeous. Nice right? marketplace. Great Everybody's view. happy, healthy. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you go from that and then you start walking into some dark, dank corridors and whatnot. And then you start seeing sick people and then you, you know, so yeah, actually I take back what I had um, initially said. And there, there is a variety that they, they play with on that, on, on your emotions and, and, and what you're experiencing in the game. And I like all of it. I don't think any of it feels cheap at all. I, I really enjoy going on this journey so far. Yeah. I think we got one here, Rose. Mm, I think so, Steve. I think so. I just didn't know what to think of it in the beginning. Yeah. And, um, I'm liking everything so far. I am too. And we haven't talked about the rats yet. We haven't, you know, the, the rats, the lots are understandably <laughs> a, uh, a big part of this game, man, I was impressed. Like the, the first time that like, like that wall comes down and you see all those rats come out. What I really love about it is the three dimensionality of them. 
Like when the wall came down and the guy, there's that one happened. You knew that guy was like, he wasn't yeah. going to survive. He's like, he's holding the torch. <laughs> and everything. What's interesting is that they're playing with the depth of field in real time in the game. And I always love me some shallow depth of field simply because it makes whatever scene that, that you're, you're shooting um, actually look that much more three dimensional because you have stuff that's out of focus, stuff that's in focus, that sort of thing. And so I thought it was interesting how they were doing that. Like when the swarm of rats came through the wall and started surrounding everything else, first of all, the particle system that they've designed, I think works really well. I mean, like I just, I love seeing thousands of rats on the ground, but also too, like I love how like they have like the glowing red eyes for some reason that, I think what it makes me realize is, is like um, if you were to like see a rat at nighttime and then you like you hold up a flashlight, you probably their eyes would probably glow like an orangish reddish color, if I'm not mistaken. And so I think that they were playing into that. They were leaning into that a bit. And I just I think I don't know. I, I am gleefully terrified of what I've encountered so far. Where I'm just like, oh gosh, this is terrible. And like, you know, I, I was trying to test the fence. Like, well, will I get injured? No, you die. Like, if you if, <laughs> if you get into the rats, you're done. Right. So, anyway, what do you think? Yeah, I, I there were times when um, I was definitely playing with the <laughs> the line you should not cross. Yes. Um, <laughs> And there were times where I just had the, the torch and then I would just like wave it around really quickly, you know? Uh, and like there was some, sometimes like the rats would just like back up and, yeah. and escape and get in and dart out of the way. And other times they'd just kind of like fizzle out. Uh -huh. I was like, okay, found the limit, you know? I mean, I'm not complaining. I just like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to make something happen. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But, uh, but anyhow, yeah, I tried to uh, uh, run through. <laughs> With the torch, you can't run with the torch. It's like, you, you got to give the rats time to scatter. You know, yeah. they're not going to let you run, at least yeah. not yet. Makes me think, though, uh, at some point in the game, I think I think they're going to they're gonna like make the rats more um, testing your limits in a way. I oh, mean, like, yeah. Like, the fire and the light's only going to do so much, and then you're going to have to have some other like ability, a bigger torch or something. Yeah, they have to. Well, what I think is interesting too about the gameplay of this game is that it's not just evasive action or sneaking or um, even attacking people. There's a, a fair number of puzzles that you have to solve. You're going through and you're having to deal with, which I, I think is totally fine. Um, and also too, I think there, there's a, a fair amount of, manipulation really like i don't know i'm curious to see like okay how does hugo fit into this whole rat thing because clearly there, there's a past um it is a bit of a bummer in the sense that like i never played the first game so i, I don't have any context as to what's happening what's going on I've, I've been able to kind of pick up certain pieces based off of like how this is not a new thing how this was a problem in the past but it does make me curious to see, okay, what kind of scenarios have the designers dreamed up for us where like the rats are there? Like one of the things that they have uh, foreshadowed is the notion that the rats are waiting until nightfall. So that's going to be one of the big things too is, is, you know, right now it's still daylight. It's like, it's kind of becoming sunset in a way. 
And I'm just really thankful for the pockets of sunlight that I'm able to come across as I'm making my way to try and find this one person to save my brother. But my goodness, like it's going to get real intense when it becomes nighttime. And I'm just curious to see like, you know, how, like what, what other types of scenarios are they going to introduce where we have to try and survive through this? And then like what you mentioned a while back, what exactly does Hugo have, if any, power or sway over the rats? It just remains to be seen. And is the game itself predominantly just based in this one town? Or do we go to other towns? Do we go to other places? Oh, I'm sure we go to other other places. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like that, we went to this town because this town was like a refuge. And we've come to find the refuge. And so refugee. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I, yeah, I would, I would, I'd venture to, to guess we'd go, we'd leave at some point. To, I mean, it would kind of suck if we just go there and like, okay, yeah, that, that's it. You know, we know where else. Yeah, I mean, we've <laughs> had like beautiful outdoors in the beginning of the game. Yeah, just a tutorial. We're going to be inside from now on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious to see it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, like, like I'm having a lot of fun in the very short amount of time I'm playing this game. This is a very original game. Yeah. And I don't know in, in today's world where there are so many sequels, it's nice. I mean, and even, you know, okay, fine. Technically this is a sequel as well. It's a sequel. I was going to say like, it's not a third person shooter. Like another yeah. third person shooter. It's not, it's not a first person shooter. It's not a third person shooter. You know, th- this strikes me as um, kind of more of a action adventure type of game. It's right. third person action adventure. I think it's crazy how even when I think of Resident Evil, you know, Resident Evil gives you more weapons to work with than what they have in this game. In this game, it's it's bare bones. It's you know, I dare I say, it's almost as if they took what you are in Resident Evil when you've like spent all your bullets and you're left with like a knife. That's basically it. Only that's the entire game. And yeah. even the knife, like, uh, did you find the knife during this playthrough? Yeah, I did. And they give you like a narrow window. Be like, Oh, this guy's coming at you. Oh, you missed the button press. I'm like, I did. I just saw it like <laughs> flicker, like an X or a Y or something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I missed it. Well, and not only that, but so I, I was able to, to yeah. successfully use it. You can only use it one time. I think I'm pretty uh, sure. I'm pretty sure, like, because, because, like, I, I tried sneaking up. Oh, oh, okay, here's a scenario. I was able to successfully stab a person with a knife. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I got up on <laughs> another soldier, snuck up on him successfully, did the initial, like, whip, like, he's like, ah! you're doing the same animation that allowed me to, to successfully stab the previous hapless guard. But then when I tried to do it, it had like the knife icon with a red Ghostbuster sign through it. I mean, I initially interpreted that as I've run out, but maybe it's just, no, I hmm. wasn't positioned correctly. I don't know. Remains to be seen. Yeah. But I can tell you, though, I'm having a really good time with this game. Um, I just, I love the graphical style of it. I love I love the period that it's in, too. I just, I, I'm really enjoying yeah. the, the European flair to it. France? I, maybe. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was probably France somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, so far, I really don't have any kind of complaints to it whatsoever. I think it's just, it's a nice change up from um, some of the other games I've been playing. What say you, Steve? 
I would concur with that statement, Russ. Oh, good. I mean, if things go the way they go, or they have been going, uh-huh. uh, this is going to be uh, on the list. I thought about that too, Steve. I thought about that too. Did you, Russ? I did too. Nice. Indeed. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thank you, as usual, for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to our episodes. Not to mention it financially helps us continue doing joygasm. Also, make sure you click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of joygasm that drops once a week each week. And you could do a search for at Joygasm TV on your favorite social media platform of choice. We're on all of them. Last but not least, you are always welcome to do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We will look forward to hanging out with all of you next week when hopefully we'll be able to review... Black Adam. We'll see you then.